0: I write a couple of columns over there. The uh, Unraveling the Wire is is Untangling the Wire, excuse me, is out there right now. Uh, I also write a Moneymakers and Heartbreakers column that comes out every Thursday. You can find me on Twitter at MikeReedyFF. Uh, I was talking over the music because I didn't know when it would cut off. This is my first time here on Discord. Uh, Chase Claypool. Uh, fraud or the real deal. He's the real deal. He had a four touchdown game. Uh, Deontay Johnson's hurt. Uh, Didn't practice today. Juju Smith-Schuster didn't practice today. Uh, He should be the number one waiver ad. Uh, I have other wide receivers I I like pretty much um, as well as Chase Claypool. But yeah, he's he's going to have a lot of opportunities. You're probably looking at wide receiver two slash wide receiver three, with uh, a ceiling obviously that we saw yesterday. That's pretty unreal. If if uh, Deontay Johnson or Juju miss some time, Chase Chase is going to produce. Um, Roethlisberger's proven he's not afraid to throw it to him, so so you're going to see some good production there. Denzel Mims Hype Train. I have Jerry Judy on my bench. How do you feel about him for rest of season? Do you consider him an every week flex player, even if the Broncos have somewhat of a tough schedule for receivers? I'd probably say as a flex player, yeah. As as long as you're looking at Judy and um, Noah Fant being the two primary options in the passing game, you you should see some production there in flex. Um, I don't love him. I have him rostered on zero teams, and that that really has to do with the situation in Denver, not not with Jerry Judy. So I, I would look at him as a flex play. I, I certainly would not want to be playing him as my wide receiver one or two. Um, he's really talented guy. Uh, let's let's hope that that passing tree stays small and they don't spread the ball around like crazy. Jesus, that note hits high. Yes, it does. That was pretty long, but that was some great intro music for me. I I deeply appreciated that. Um, Is Tannehill a viable quarterback option rest of season? Yes. I saw some numbers today, by the way, with Tannehill that compared his last 13 games, the 13 he's played with the Titans to the last 13 games, Patrick Mahomes has played, and Tannehill has better numbers across the board. So I, I would say yes. Um, he doesn't seem to pass as much as some of the high volume guys, but the guy runs for TDs and throws TDs. Uh, I, I would not fear playing him um, as as a QB in almost any format as well. And obviously, and if you're playing Superflex or two QBs, he's great second QB, even better than. Uh QB one. My best long-term waiver wire pickups at any position. So this week I would probably say at quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's very lightly rostered is a, a very good long-term waiver pickup. Um, the guy, the guy had a bad game week one and has been lights out since. He's thrown at least one touchdown in every game. He has uh, multiple TD games in all but one game. It's 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 not the guy where you would expect to say that about. But since he's taken over in Miami, he's he's been producing. I mean, there there should be a dud here and there, but everyone throws up a dud. Jimmy G, is he the problem or the solution for San Francisco? With with all their injuries, it's going to look like Jimmy's the problem. They're a run first team, not a pass first team. Um, if if you're looking for him for consistent quarterback production, like your QB one, a top twelve guy, you're you're not going to get it. Um, that team really wants to run more than pass. So while he will produce here and there, and uh, I, I like his wide receivers a lot more this year than what he had last year. And obviously, Kittle's amazing. I I probably would want him the least out of the people in that offense that I would want to roster. I think you're looking at Kittle, Moster, um, you know, mixing some Debo, and, and there you go. Jimmy is
1: oh, – yeah. Where do you want me to start with Gibson?
0: Okay, so uh, Gibson's season, baby, had a question about if I saw Gibson as a running uh, back, too, even after the last game. Uh, my answer there, and I'm sorry, I started during the music. I'll, I'll get better at this every time, I promise, this being my first time. Um, yes, Gibson's definitely a running back, too, for the rest of the season. He had 11 carries five targets and five receptions in in his game this week. The only thing that was really missing um, in comparison to this week and a few of the other weeks was he didn't score a touchdown. They are a little unpredictable. I think uh, his touches dictate he really should be thought of as a running back too. Um, If you're playing PPR, I would say adding McKissick is not a bad thing right now. Um, Peyton Barber, yeah, I, I agree with you. Basically, he's 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 he can. Uh, I think I can swear here, right? He can fuck off. Peyton Barber can go. You don't you don't need to worry about him on uh, PPR. McKissick has some value as a flex and bye week fill-in, but Gibson's the man there. I mean, he's he's definitely going to continue to produce. Do the Colts have a higher of uh, ceiling with Rivers than they would with Jacoby? I would say the Colts have a higher floor with Rivers, um, and with Jacoby, they had a higher ceiling. I actually liked what Jacoby Brissett did last year. I was very proud of him. I'm a Patriots fan. He played for the Patriots. I'm a Boston guy. You can't hear it in my voice um, or my accent. Uh, I can I can prove it if you want, um, but I like Jacoby Brissett. Rivers looks old. Um, to me, Rivers just looks really old. I, I almost would like to see Jacoby back in there. Do you like Crowder rest of season as an upside-based wide receiver too? Uh, Jameson Crowder has played three games in uh, half-point PPR. He has 21 points, 13.9 points or something like that, and 21.6 points. I like him as a wide receiver one rest of season. The passing tree the Jets have is uh, essentially a, a single branch. They're going to throw it to him. It, it looks like an easy 10 to 13 times a game. Uh, if you're playing PPR, he's going to end the season most likely as a top 10 wide receiver every single week. He's a guy you want in your lineup. I, I love Jameson Crowder. If you follow me on Twitter, you would see that I was mixing it up with people this week where at least 20 people during the waiver process last week were telling some guy to drop Jameson Crowder. I certainly hope he didn't as I was the only person consistently telling him not to. Uh, what happens first? Adam Gase gets fired or he guts the entire team? Well, if we do if we look at history and what it tells us about Adam Gase, he will gut the entire team first and then he'll get fired. Um if you're it appears if you're looking to do really poorly, and get a high draft pick, you make case your coach. You don't even have to tell him to do poorly. He figures it all out on his own. I'm sorry if any of you are Jets fans. Uh, who's to blame for the Giants' struggles at the moment? So the offensive line is the real problem with the Giants. Uh, Danny Dimes hasn't had a lot of throw. The, they can't seem to pass block very well or run block very well. The, the first four weeks of the season, they also played some really tough defenses, and and their team isn't fantastic. Um, I will say I, I I like Danny Jones and um, Darius Slayton in that offense rest of season. So if you have Slayton and you can plug him in in your flex or uh, maybe a wide receiver two spot, he's probably going to be very productive as we keep moving forward. I believe you heard me talk about Chase Claypool, real deal. Looks like he might have more more touches this week, more targets with, uh, with both uh, Deontay Johnson and Juju looking like they're dinged up, not practicing today. I believe you, you heard me talk about Judy and Tannehill. Tannehill is clearly QB1.
1: We went through Jimmy G.
0: Two unexpected blowouts this week with Miami 49ers and Bills Titans. What are your biggest takeaways from these games? The Titans are fantastic. That was one of my biggest takeaways from that game. They're well coached, they're disciplined, they can uh, beat you both with the run and the pass. Very well balanced offense. Um, John U. Smith. Is is a tight end I have rostered on multiple teams, so I was super excited about that game last night. Um, I, I I like that team. Uh, the Bills they they finally hit some competition and they folded up. Uh, and fan, fantasy wise, you're going to see the Bills still give you production every week. I mean, Josh Allen is actually very very good. Doesn't get the credit he deserves. They have. Great players in their skill positions, uh, they're they're going to do well. Um, Miami blowing out the Niners, I think that showed us two things, right? Miami's a lot better than people thought. That offense is a lot more potent than people thought. For some reason, as Fitz has gotten older, uh, I guess he's become a little bit more magical, right? He's 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 very productive. Um, the 49ers, on the other hand. I don't know. They look like they might be broken a little right now. And it probably has to do with all the injuries and the guys coming back from injury. I would say they're going to get better as the season goes on, as long as they can stay healthy. I mean, again, fantasy wise, uh, 49ers, Mostert. I obviously love Kittle and Debo. I think those guys are all going to be very playable, obviously. Right. Very, very playable. Uh, You have one of the best tight ends, one of the best running backs, top 10 running back anyways. And in Miami, you have Gaskin looking like a very strong uh, running back two. Um, Parker, easy wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Fitz is uh, top 10 quarterback rest of season. Yes, I said that. I can't believe I said it myself. Levy and Bell out of New Jersey. Uh, oh, sorry, out of New York Jets. Do the Jets have any running backs to take a chance on? <laughs> no. Don't touch any of those Jets running backs. I we, I don't know if any of them are going to produce. They they weren't producing too well with Levy and Bell out. I would probably say avoid for now. Um the only person I think you want to own in the Jets offense is Crowder. That's the guy you want to have rostered. The rest of that team, uh, I'm avoiding. <laughs> the gilly lock laughing there. Sanders or CEH rest of season? I'm going to take Sanders rest of season. I, re- I really like CEH. I actually don't have Sanders rostered on any teams, and I have CEH rostered on many of them. If you were going to make me choose rest of season, I'll take Sanders. Um, I, I He produces both on the ground and, and with receptions. Uh, we've noticed they uh, <laughs> they mix up who they're passing the ball to quite often in Philly, but Sanders always seems to have a piece of that. Um, Ch, on the other hand, he seems to have had a couple of down weeks recently. Some of that was game script. I mean, they they had to throw the ball against the Raiders, and they didn't throw it to him enough because they were they were trying to catch up and win the game. So you know when. When the Chiefs are up, CEH is going to be obviously a better play, and they're going to be up more than they're down. So he he should be a great play rest of the season as well. If I was going to tell you who to burn a waiver pick on this week, uh, Madison, Cook he, he would be my number one. Uh, I think running backs are harder to come across than wide receivers, depending on need. Uh, Claypool would be the second one. And then uh, Fulgham. Uh, as well, it's it's hard to ignore all the targets and yards he had uh, for Philly. Um, I, I would take Madison first because of the scarcity of running backs. Uh, Dalvin Cook has a groin injury. They're not giving us a timeline on when he's back. But that's typically four to six weeks from what I know. And that means if you can have Madison for two or more weeks, he's worth that worth that pickup if you're if you need a running back. Uh, Claypool is going to get the looks as I've already mentioned in Pittsburgh. If if Johnson and Juju miss time, if they're playing, obviously uh, the ball's probably going to be spread around. The teams aren't going to give Claypool uh, one-on-one coverage after the game he just had. They're going to pay much more attention to it.
1: Is it worth investing in Mike Davis
0: after CMC comes back? With the way Mike Davis has played, I would not be surprised if he still has some flex appeal uh, after um, Christian McCaffrey's back. Mike Davis has been phenomenal. He's in my uh, DFS lineup probably every single week. Uh, I like him. He's produced. He produces more through the passing game than the running game, it appears to me. Um, I would be surprised if they phase him completely out and just give the reins right back to Christian McCaffrey. They might also choose to keep McCaffrey on the field by splitting that time a little bit with Davis since he produced so well. It would make sense to me if they did that.
1: Ooh. I don't mind at all. I'm working my way back down. Sure thing.
0: Where has Hayden Hurst been? Is he just not the guy we were expecting him to be? He seems to be getting all right targets, but he hasn't been connecting. So Hayden Hurst is exactly the guy I expected him to be. I know a lot of people thought he was going to walk in and and take over – the production Hooper had, um, it, he still might rest of season, but w- with the emergence of Gage, those targets were spoken for. So you, you you have essentially four options probably ahead of him and Jones, Gage, Ridley, um, and even Gurley, and then Hurst. So, you know, people don't, Believe it when you say there's too many mouths to feed. Uh, it's not. If the guy's a superstar, there's never too many mouths to to feed. But Hayden Hurst has proven he is not a superstar. Um, by today's standards, he's probably a TE2. He's going to give you some good weeks, and he's going to give you some bad weeks. I don't know if you can figure out when they are. I do have him rostered on a team or two, and I've just left him in there. He's kind of like... If he produces, great. It helps me. If he doesn't, you know, I try to get by with the, the rest of my lineup. But he's he's what I thought he would be. Okay, not great. Um, my expectations for Dalton and the other fantasy-relevant offensive players in Dallas for the remainder of season. season. Um, I think we're going to see Schultz trend down uh, if if the half of the game that Dalton played on Sunday is reflective the rest of the way. Uh, Schultz had, I think, one target or something like that after getting uh, peppered with targets from Dak. Uh, you know, the the CeeDee Lamb, Cooper, Gallup, they should all trend down at least a little. Uh, what we know of Dalton is he's he's been productive in the past. He can produce but he's a little bit older now. I would not expect him to produce as well when he stepped in Sunday as he probably will the rest of the way. Uh, I actually asked a question about this on Twitter myself today because I'm a little bit lower than most people. And uh, some of my fellow uh, writers for the undroppables tapped in where they expect him to be top 12 the rest of the year. Um, and they had some good reasons why. The the talent is there uh, around him in the skill positions. The running back is, I mean, Zeke's amazing. Uh, Pollard's actually really, really good too. So there's a lot of talent in the skill positions around him. The offensive line is not so good. So I, I think you're looking at more top 15 type uh, production from Dalton. But we'll see. I'll be okay if I'm wrong with that one. I'll be okay if he's top twelve. so who, who so far is the leader in the Which team's playing like a Super Bowl Super Bowl caliber team? Uh, so, the Super Bowl caliber teams, I would say Pittsburgh looks like a Super Bowl caliber team right now. they they, um, even when guys don't play, they produce big and they win. they're they're really looking good. Uh I'm sure lots of Chiefs fans out there will get mad hearing something like that. But if the Patriots had Cam Newton when they played them, they probably would have won that game. Uh the Raiders just beat them and the Raiders look good doing it. Uh the Chiefs did not look good. They look like front runners right now. So they have some work to do to straighten out some things if if they're gonna be a real contender. It's still really early in the season, but Pittsburgh looks very good right now. Um and I'll say from the AFC, they're a Super Bowl caliber team. Um the MVP award you know, believe it or not, Josh Josh Allen really has a a good shot at that. He's he's a lot of people predicted it uh early in the season after like week one. The kids producing every week. It it's it's going to be hard to see him not at least a candidate as we move forward. Alvin Kamara is like if I was choosing today, I would probably choose Kamara. He's really carried that offense this year for the Saints. I mean, I mean he's just off the charts good right now. Do you think DJ Moore will continue to pr- produce the amount he put up this week or do you think he'll continue to slump? Um, D.J. Moore is the second option on that team right now. Robbie Anderson has surpassed him. Uh, Robbie Anderson is is leading in targets essentially weekly, so I I think D.J. Moore will produce, but if there's, it's going to be unlikely that he will produce more than Robbie the rest of the way. I would look at Anderson as uh, the wide receiver one on the team. D.J. Moore is a wide receiver two. If I was playing them, I would look D.J. Moore to be more of a flex most of the time. And when they're playing weaker defenses uh, against the pass, then he's more of a wide receiver two. Already answered the Davis question. Will Ertz see an increase in targets once Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey returns? Like I hope so, right? If you drafted Ertz as 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 the third T.E. off tight end off the board, we we should hope he'll see an increase in targets. Um, I I don't know what's happening there. He he actually had a fair share of targets this past week, but he didn't have his fair share of receptions. Uh, other teams are keying on him right now with with those guys out. So yes. Uh, it it won't be just the targets that increases, but his reception will probably increase. Uh, Even with uh, Fulgham taking off this past week, they're going to have to start paying attention to some of these other guys, and that means Ertz will have a better chance at actually catching the ball without having 10 people on top of him while he's trying to catch it. Levy on Bell trade rumors. Um, I actually have no idea where he's likely to land. Kansas City looks like it'll be a really good spot. That's where people keep talking about that That I hear from. Um, I'm not sure I want to see him go there myself. I don't know if it's good for CEH or even for Levy and Bell. Um, how much juice does he have left in the tank? He hasn't looked especially good since he's been with the Jets. He's been hurt a lot too. Uh, there's There's some other places he would probably fit in pretty well. Also Chicago. He'd fit their offense very, very well. That wouldn't be a bad landing spot for him. Um, you know, with the way things have been going, I, I could see him landing in one of those those places. <laughs> Will Deontay Johnson ever be a reliable starting asset or is he morphing into a boom bust uh, weekly play? So I know most of you may not follow me on Twitter. Um, earlier in the season... I had a discussion with someone about this. Uh, Deontay Johnson was really, really good. He considered, he was a backup wide receiver who became a starter when the backup quarterback became a starter. They had practiced together more than the starters had. They had good chemistry. Um, now he's playing with the starting quarterback. He is a starter though, as now now as well, and he has decent chemistry with Roethlisberger. But it's not like what he had last year, where um. Uh, he had a backup quarterback who only had eyes for him. And if you don't recall, Juju's playing uh, play didn't look as good as it does with Roethlisberger. Um, Big Ben spread, will spread the ball around to these three wide receivers he has now. Um, so I would say he'll be a little bit up and down. I wouldn't expect him to be super consistent uh, because the other options are really talented as well. I like him. I just expected him to dip. And he has most surprising player this season. I, I, I've spoke about him a couple of times. Ryan Fitzpatrick's pretty surprising, mostly because everybody thought they were going to send him in, in play Tua. Um, so his plays surprising. Gaskin and James Robinson are two guys who came out of the out of nowhere. I don't think anybody expected James Robinson to. To be the running back two that he is, he's he's fantastic um, for that Jaguars team. And and Gaskin, I mean, uh, he wasn't even on my radar in the preseason. Uh, I thought that was going to be a Brita and and uh, Howard split, and Gaskin is really the guy there and producing. By the way, like he's very very solid producer. So those are some very surprising players. What's the best preseason prediction I ever made? What's the worst? Well, there's, there's there's a whole bunch that could be considered the worst. You know, you can't get everything right. Um, I would say the best preseason prediction that I made, uh, I, I was very, very, very high on uh, a couple of guys. Um, one of them was Minchu. Um, he's taking some heat right now, but he's still like a top 12 quarterback. Uh, I was big on him last year. Um, I was pretty high on Tanhill, by the way, as well. Um, a lot of people weren't, um, my worst preseason prediction this year. And it's because of injury is Chark. I thought Chark was going to be a top 10 wide receiver. He seems to be dinged up every game. And if he's dinged up, that's just not going to happen. Um, I also had a couple of tight ends that I thought that would be better than they are. Uh, you know, they were tough to predict this year. Jack Doyle again injury. I expected I expected Doyle to be a top ten tight end. He's not even a top three tight end on his team it appears right now. Adam Thielen, do not sell high. He's going to ball out the rest of the. That was another preseason guy I was extremely high on was Thielen. He he produces well as the number one wide receiver as we've seen. They go to him a lot. He's got great hands. He runs great routes. Uh, They'll give him the ball in a reverse here and there. Uh, He is a guy you know people are going to try to trade for to take from you on a team where I have Dak Prescott as had Dak Prescott as my quarterback. I immediately fielded three trade requests everybody's trying to steal Adam Thielen from me um and give me a quarterback that I don't want in in return um I'm keeping him uh, I'll take my chances on the waiver wire with with guys like um Fitz uh Carr um and, and such rather than uh trade Thielen away Zach Ertz is he a buy low or is he washed? I don't think he's washed. I think he's probably a buy low. Once some of those other receivers are healthy, that's going to open up um, the lanes a little bit for him. He he won't he won't be getting bullied as much, uh, and and his season should pick up. I would I would be surprised if he's washed. Uh, Herbert's the real deal. No one saw that coming to be honest. Herbert is the real deal. He, he can he has a lot of guts. He throws a deep ball really well. Um, they're passing a lot because they're running games just okay. I, I would say that Herbert's a guy that that is the real deal. Um, I like him a lot. I like watching him play a lot. It's a lot of fun watching him play this Sunday, by the way. Um, he He's gonna have to throw a lot. To keep up, yeah, with Mahomes, Brady, Breeze. I I, I like Herbert. I don't think anybody saw him stepping in and playing the way he's Mm. playing, but he's won that starting job. He's going to keep it. My thoughts on Mike Williams and Justin Herbert and the connection they seem to have. They have that connection because Herbert throws an incredible deep ball. Mike Williams is a great speedster. It's like a match made in heaven, uh, Williams and Herbert. So Herbert increases Williams' value a lot, uh, an awful lot. So I like that. Um, Mike Williams, actually, somebody I would look to add at wide receiver, especially if you can't get Claypool or, or Fulgham. He's somebody who's going to be out there. Um, I, I think he's a nice add, actually. Lots of people dropped him after the season started. Do I see the snap count going up for Gibson? No, I see him splitting his time roughly 50-50 or a little more than 50-50 with McKissick. Um, they, they're really only using McKissick as a as, uh, passing back. They're almost using him more like a wide receiver, to be honest. Uh, he's got, McKissick's going to continue to get all, a lot of targets. Not that Gibson doesn't get any because he does as well, but um, they're, they're going to continue to split that up. Uh, it's okay. Gibson's going to still produce. Um, and McKissick is, is a nice pickup this week, by the way, if you're playing PPR as well, by week, fill in potential flex play for PPR His I don't know how high his ceiling is. Cause he, I don't think he has a touchdown yet this year, but his, his floor is pretty high. Um, you know, talking about a guy who's going to get you seven or eight points every week without batting an eye. If, if you start scoring every once in a while that that'll, that'll go into double digits will see will christian McCaffrey explode after injury or, or did he become washed um I would expect him to come back and look pretty good we were talking about Mike Davis earlier I, I I would think they would split time probably Davis has played too well not to get some play some run um I would be surprised if he's washed he's not exactly old but the life cycle of a running back in the NFL is relatively short short so you know he should be fine this year but he's seen an awful lot of touches over the past couple of seasons so you know my my own thoughts on players is um and I take some heat from friends sometimes I'd rather get out on a guy before he's washed Um, then, then ride him until he's completely washed. And I like to get in on players before they break out. You know, I look at it like the stock market, right? I want to sell while it's high and buy while it's low. Um, so if you had CMC and you're worried about him being washed or splitting time with Davis right before he's due to come back, you could trade him to somebody who's anxious or, or desperate need of a running back. There's a lot of teams out there that are how will Ridley's value be affected once Julio comes back? I think Ridley is now the wide receiver own in Atlanta. He's the guy you want rostered. He's the guy that's going to produce the most. Um, Julio, you know, so far this season, he's been playing in games with Ridley, and he looks like he's not top dog anymore that Ridley is. Uh, and in all honesty, Gage was looking like he was the number two for a while there as well, and that's pretty much because where where Gage is playing on the field is is similar to where where Hooper was and where Hurst is trying to be. So you know that's just just where the the looks are going. Um, Julio, we know, has been great for so long; he'll get his, but but Ridley's gonna stay the the top dog in that passing attack. Do you value Kaseki as a lock and load? The Kaseki train finally got steam this week in what was supposed to be a, a minus matchup. I really like Gusecki. Um I don't think he's an every week start, uh, but, I mean, he's probably going to finish the year as a top 10 TE. So if you plugged him in, you're going to have to deal with his down weeks. When I was talking about wide receivers I was really high on in the preseason, he was one of them. Uh, he, he somewhat has let me down a little bit. I expected him to be making a jump this year. Um, it hasn't happened yet. It still could. Depends on on schedule and, and who they're playing. Uh, I'm actually pretty high on that Dolphins passing attack. So if I had Kaseki or Kazeki's on the waiver wire, which, believe it or not, he is in some leagues I've seen, um, I would want him rostered. Uh, in all honesty, with what they are offering tight ends out there, you probably can play him every week. Will Brandon Cooks boom with Romeo Crennel coaching? I really like Brandon Cooks. I really like that Brandon Cooks is so consistent every year. Has there been a season where he hasn't had 1,000 yards? Um, Brandon Cooks simply produces. Uh, for some reason, the guy moves from team to team. I would expect Brandon Cooks to produce a little bit more with Romeo um, coaching. I, I liked what we saw Sunday. Um, Cooks and Fuller were were both involved a little more. I wouldn't mind seeing Duke Johnson get a little bit more involved in the passing attack there as well. Uh, they have a lot of weapons. Uh, I was even losing Hopkins. I, I kind of expected a little bit more out of them this season. But, you know, we'll see what happens now with the coaching change. Expectations for Dalton. Uh, I do believe I talked about that briefly. He'll he'll be okay.
1: Watson said season highs for
0: play action and passing and air yards. What do I value Fuller now? Fuller is still a wide receiver one in my book. So um, I, I think Fuller is a guy you can play every week and should be playing every week as long as he's healthy. And, I mean, has he ever been this healthy? It's 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 shocking how healthy he is this year. Hope I didn't just jinx him. Uh, I want to see him have success because I'm tired of the poor guy getting hurt. Um, I think he's a guy you're going to play every week. He's probably a uh, going to be finished the season as a wide receiver too, meaning you know top 20, top 24 wide receiver. That's where I see him. Um, I like him. Scroll down here. Who is a player that. Oh, wait. John Brown, overrated waiver player. What are we looking at in the coming weeks? Mm, John Brown was hurt. I don't think he's overrated. Um, I think if he's healthy, he's a good player. Uh, Allen loves him, has faith in him, throws a ball to him. They, they, they play very well together. Um, you know, but he's not healthy. He's been dinged up. Uh, he needs to be healthy to produce. Who is a play that has late last season value that is easily accessible now? Oh, that has late season value, easily accessible now. Um I mentioned Fitzpatrick as a as a quarterback. Uh, schedule's pretty friendly. Um phew. Wide receiver, who would I be looking to add? I, I, I'd have to – actually, I'm really sorry I can't answer that completely for late-season value, but Fitzy at quarterback, uh, running back, uh, uh, Akers, somebody I see that's probably going to be late-season value there. They, they're they saying they're committing to playing him more. Um, so Akers, the running back on the Rams, that is, he's probably going to start producing a little bit more. If you're looking for um, a running back, Harris um, from the Patriots, he's probably going to be late season season value. He's he's rostered a lot now. Uh, Nikhil Harry, by the way, another Patriots player who may have more late season value than he has first half of the season value. Is finally going to be gelling with Cam Newton by then. You know, um, Slayton wasn't very valuable. To Season, but he's going to be much more valuable as the season goes on, as well. Do I think C.E.H. is going to score more touchdowns? I do. If they're up, they need to be stay up on teams. Uh, if you're, at, would I prefer Jacobs or C.E.H.? I would prefer Jacobs. Jacobs is quite the workhorse on that that uh, Raiders team. Um, I have both of those guys rostered on multiple teams. I like them both a lot. Jacobs, I mean, he outright destroyed the Chiefs the other day. Looks phenomenal. He's had a couple of weeks where he was just okay, um, but he's a workhorse back. Ceh, as I said, I love him. Uh, unless Bell ends up there and that shatters the hopes that Ceh will will be the back on the rest of the season, he's he's somebody you want. A lot of questions on him today. It appears. I. I I don't know why people are so afraid. Uh, Game script got away from them. Do you think Miles Sanders can end up a top 10 on the season? Yes, I think Miles Sanders should be a top 10 on the season. Uh, He's producing on the ground and through the air. As as some of those other players come back and are more healthy, Sanders is going to play better. Even better, I should say. What happened to Lamar Jackson? Why has he been so trash? I wouldn't say Lamar has been trash, but he he wasn't what he was last year. So the entire league had a, a lot of film to look at in the offseason and how unstoppable Lamar Jackson appeared last year on the ground and in the air. Um, they weren't prepared for him last season. This season they were much more prepared for him. And you know that they've developed schemes just to contain him, and it's working. They'll have to make adjustments uh, and improve, or it's going to stay the way it is. Some of that's his coach as well. They need to to change their approach, adapt or die. They 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 need to adapt or he's going to stay right where he is. Let's face it, it's, it's not bad, but it's not where you drafted him. You drafted him to be a top three quarterback. There's been a lot of talk about where Bell might land, but he seemed to be willing to name his current value. What would you be willing to trade for him right now? I would not trade for him right now. So there, you have your value for me. If you have him, hold him with the hopes that he lands someplace where he can produce. If you don't have him, let the other team who has him worry about what, what's going to happen with him. I, I, I wouldn't touch him.
1: Low value.
0: Dak lost for the season. Who's the best waiver wire pickup? Big bend. He's on your waiver wire, Tannehill, Minshew, or Fitzpatrick. Um, wow, I can't believe Roethlisberger's out there. Roethlisberger would be the number one waiver out of those four. Uh, I would look at them this way, and and they're, they're pretty close, by the way. But uh, Roethlisberger, Fitzpatrick, Tannehill, Minshew, and I have to tell you, I, I'm I'm happy with, like, you had two of those four on your team. I'd be very happy knowing I could through the season very, very well. Cared for a quarterback, but but Roethlisberger should be should be rostered. Who are the top three quarterbacks right now? Top three right now? Ooh. Um. Well, I would have said Dak as one of them, but but he's out, so he was one of the top three. Wilson uh, is definitely the number one. After that, who's who's produced outstanding, huh? You know, it, it, it sounds crazy. Uh, he'll probably finish in the top five. And I didn't see this one coming because he's 43 or 44 years old now. But Tom Brady's uh, producing very well. Can't wait to see what happens after that debacle last Thursday, though. Would you say Monster's a clear running back for San Francisco? Yes, Mostert's a clear running back for San Francisco. Um, I actually did a, a a very funny thing this week. Um, I was playing against my arch nemesis in the league I run, and I ran for over 12 years. He dropped McKinnon uh, when Monster was declared healthy. So I picked McKinnon up and played him hoping to get the eight to 10 points McKinnon gave every week, even with Mostert in the lineup. It backfired and failed, and I lost by two points. Um, I did it more to be a jerk to the guy who dropped him than just because, you know, we we like to talk a lot of smack. Uh, Mostert's the clear running back in San Francisco. Um, and giving the production of somebody who should be the clear running back. James Robinson gonna sustain running back one numbers yes he is um he's gonna sustain those numbers uh he's taken over and performing as well if not better than Fournette did last year I had Fournette on almost every single team that I I owned uh that I ran last year I think I had Fournette on every single team except for maybe one um I'm gonna brag I won a bunch of championships and and it was because I had Lamar Jackson and Fournette and a, couple of, uh, a bunch of wide receivers I picked up off the waiver wire and got lucky um, with. Uh, I like Robinson. If, if you don't need him as a running back and you needed something else like a wide receiver, you, you could make a trade to get a, a number one wide receiver, a wide receiver one type player for him. He's got that kind of value um if if you need running backs, you know, and there's not a lot of great running backs right now, I, I would hold him and play him. Uh, he did have an off week this past week, but but I have no problems with with playing him the rest of the season. Is Michael Thomas a necessary piece of the Saints moving forward? You know, you want to say no, right? because they're they're so good. But yes, he is he's he's the best wide receiver in the league right now, Michael Thomas. I mean, You know, obviously he can't help it. He gets mad and he punches somebody in the face. Uh, probably shouldn't do things like that, but yes, if the, if the saints want to contend for a championship, they need Michael Thomas. Um, that offense is a lot better when he's playing. So I I say yes. Um, and if you have him rostered on your fantasy team, uh, you know, yes, yes. We want to see Michael Thomas back in the lineup. Uh, Top five tight ends rest of season. Kelsey Kittle, Waller,
1: uh, John U. Smith. And who would be number five, huh? Rest of season. I don't want to say Ertz, but I'll say Ertz. Um, how much would you ask for
0: Cook? For Dalvin Cook? right now who's hurt how much would you give for him is the question you should ask yourself right so so if you're looking at acquiring Dalvin cook who when he comes back the one thing we do know is he's going to produce this guy just produces like relentlessly like it's a top five running back so if you if you you're talking redraft uh and say ppr you're gonna to want to get like a top five wide receiver for him, or a top three or four tight end for him, you know, at a minimum. Uh, you're not gonna see a lot of guys produce like like Cook produces once he's when he's back in the lineup. He's gonna be out for a few weeks, and people, you know, you have to consider that uh, as well. Is so it time to panic on Singletary? Well, it it, it depends. Were you expecting Singletary to be a running back one? Uh, I didn't. Um, you know, if, if you need him to be uh, the running back one on your team, yes, start panicking because he's not going to be that guy. He's going to continue to be like flex slash running back two type numbers. Um, it's not not his fault, by the way. He's capable of producing, but it's just how they're running the offense and, and, and what they need to do. Um, you know, that you, you can't expect much more than that. Gibson, Montgomery, Gaskins, rest of season. Montgomery, Gaskin, Gibson. And it, it, Gaskin and Gibson are close and could really go either way. Um, Montgomery ahead of both. Uh, Montgomery is really, like, his season getting easier now. Um, rest of season is actually fairly easy for him he doesn't have much competition in the backfield at all. He's actually looked really good. Um, Gibson looks good but he's he is splitting his time 50-50 as someone mentioned earlier here in the in the chat. Um so I'm going to say Gaskin ahead ahead of him as Gaskin's clearly uh, not splitting time as equally and and really running that backfield. So Gaskin um, but both Gaskin and Gibson should be finish the season as running back twos. Patriots' backfield has always been a mess in recent history. How do you foresee the split with Harris, White, Burkhead, and eventually Sony returning? Okay, in fantasy football, I want none of them. Uh, maybe Harris, because Harris looked like a machine. He would be the one I would roster um, and have the least fear of playing. Uh, and that includes White and Burkhead. Um, one of the things with White and Burkhead is if they're both playing, their pass receptions go down because they get a split. Uh, if if there's anything last season, I really noticed was that when Burkhead was healthy, White's receptions went down, and because Burkhead's went up. Burkhead's very talented as well, um, and believe it or not, Sony's pretty talented. So you know you're looking at a four or five-headed running back by committee. Um, I know I don't want that rostered on my teams. Any anybody there, right? If I can help it, um, unless I'm desperate. Uh, a four-headed running back by committee is really tough to figure out who's going to do what every. You know, if you plug them in, you're going to be lucky. People thought White was going to take off and have 12, 15 receptions a game because just because Cam was there, hasn't happened. You know, um, Burkhead's not a bad flex play here and there. Uh, the the truth is, when when it's only three, like if it's only Harris, White, and Burkhead, their value, you know, obviously increases. Right? As Sony returns, the value goes down. Is Christian McCaffrey a system running back? Does Mike Davis look so good? Um, I would say no. But every player in the NFL is a system player. Right? And if you're a good coach, you make sure you adapt your system to those players, to what they're good at. Um, I don't think you can say a running back is, is purely a system running back. Obviously, there's backs that play better in certain systems. Um, they utilize the running back there in a way that they get a lot of touches, which is fantastic for fantasy. So um, Davis clearly is not as good as um, McCaffrey um but still really good so no i wouldn't say he's a system running back Uh, i think he'd produce anywhere because people would use him for his talents wherever he the Gilly lock patriots fan as well awesome how do i feel about newton You personally think he's been a complete stud and that would have beaten the chiefs with Newton. What are your thoughts on new England the rest of the seasons? Yes, I do agree. I think that if Newton had played in that chiefs game, the Patriots would have won. They wouldn't have had the turnovers they had. Um, They may have had one or two turnovers, but they, they had some very costly turnovers that he would not have made those mistakes. Uh, They probably would have won that game. I, I like Cam Newton. Um, I like what the Patriots are doing with Cam Newton and and how they're attacking teams. Um, I like the Patriots the rest of season. I am a fan, so I might be slightly biased. But I can tell you that um, I also mixed it up with people on Twitter all offseason over the Patriots defense. People said they'd take a step back because they lost all these great players. (coughs) Excuse me. They. They took a step back from the team that was the first half of the season last year that was so dominant, but um, they're still probably going to finish a top-10 defense. Like the Pats, uh, they're a playoff team. We'll see how healthy they are and how far they can go. (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Johnu Smith, Darren Waller, looking to trade one of those.
1: You you can't trade Waller. <clears throat> Excuse me, I needed a drink.
0: I wouldn't trade Waller. He's the focal point of the passing attack for the Raiders. I can't see trading him. So if I was going to trade one, I'd trade Jonu, who, you know, he's probably just as good, to be honest. Uh, I would keep Waller because he is literally the focal point of his off. Which means you know you're just going to see more and more touches there. He's the guy to keep. Um, I would probably want to keep both. So uh, things I like to do when I have an advantage like that in a league where I have two top four tight ends or top five tight ends, um, I would prefer to hold one hostage if I'm one of the top teams already. If you need to trade one to make your starting lineup better, so you know you can compete for a championship because you're not one of the top teams, trade one. But if you're already one of like the top two or three teams, hold on to them. Hold them hostage. Uh, Why make somebody else better if you're already winning? Looking forward into the season, does Devonta Freeman have a positive outlook for fantasy owners? So I was pleasantly surprised this by Devonta Freeman in his production. I would say when the New York Giants have a team that's not so great on run defense, yes, he has a positive outlook for fantasy owners. I, I really want to see him do it again. Um, he looks good on the field. Uh, he He doesn't look washed like he did playing for Atlanta. He looked a lot better and a lot more refreshed. You know, I think in a couple of weeks we'll know more. Um, I, I actually added him off of waivers on a couple of teams. So, you know, I'm hopeful. Preston Williams is returning to his freshman pre-injury form. He sure looked good this week. And you guys have heard me talk about Miami a bunch of times. Um, they're a lot better than people expected. Uh, Preston williams is is part of the reason for that, you know, with Devontae Parker and and Preston Williams looking good. Yeah, yeah. Preston Williams is somebody I thought we going into the season, I thought we could expect him to produce more after week eight because of the the length of time for him to fully heal and get back into form. Um I, I think he's going to beat that. I think he's already starting to look like he's he's um, almost back to pre-injury form. But after week eight, he, his, the amount of time that it takes to properly heal should be completed. I, I think that's when you're going to see him produce more in the second half of the season. He's good. What charges running back do you think will fill in best for Eckler? Uh, Kelly, Kelly doesn't look that good. Uh, Kelly really doesn't look that good. I was extremely hopeful. He was the clear backup prior to Eckler getting hurt. Justin Jackson appears to be the the uh, main guy there. Right, now. Jackson looked much better this weekend. Jackson produced much better than Kelly this weekend. Uh, Jackson Jackson's really the guy there right now, not Kelly. Has Russ come back down to earth? It's one game. That's all I'll say about Russell Wilson there. It's one game. He's He's been producing like the, the best quarterback in the league. He's another guy who we should look at for MVP um, candidacy. Uh, the poor guy, I don't think he's ever won one. He's a phenomenal quarterback. He, he's like amazing. He spreads the ball around incredibly well. He makes tough throws. He makes good decisions. Uh, love him. Uh, it, one game – I don't think he's come back down to earth. He has so many weapons in that passing attack. I think you're 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 going to see him continue to produce it at a high level. He he'll, he'll finish as top three quarterback. Um, what is your outlook on Evan Ingram for the rest of the season? So far, he's been a bust in comparison to the other tight ends. Uh, I was very low on Ingram. Some of it is he has health issues. Um, he produces sporadically. That's all. He's really, in all honesty, people don't like hearing it. He produced sporadically in the past. He's, he, he's been producing sporadically this season, and he will produce sporadically in the future. He's, he's not someone you want to rely on um, for an entire season. Fournette, when, when he becomes healthy, is he going to be the man there? In ta- he, he may have lost that job to Ronald Jones while he's been out hurt. Uh, Jones has performed exceptionally well. Uh, the the what's in Fournette's benefit is is the coaching staff um, help bring Fournette in. They want Fournette, uh, and they did not draft Jones, so they may not want Jones. So Fournette will probably get another chance as the season progresses. Um, Fournette's not nearly as bad as people think he is. He's he's very good. Uh, he he's produced many many times, uh, but Ronald Jones looks really good. I mean, if I was coaching Tampa Bay, I, I would probably make Fournette the backup. Ronald Jones looks as good as people were talking about him uh, in the preseason. He's backed it up. He just looks good. Uh, if I was coaching, I, I would leave Fournette as as his backup and just let Ronald Jones play. Kids balling. Do I think Cam Akers will eventually become the runner Rams? Um, as somebody who has Akers, And Henderson rostered on many teams. I I hope so. Um, Even though I have Henderson rostered, I added Henderson off of waivers. waivers. I drafted Akers. The talk this week out of the Rams was that they're looking to get Akers the ball more. I think their plan is for him to be the running back one. So at some point this season, he's going to take that over. I mean, Henderson's been playing exceptionally well. Uh, He might be able to fend him off. But... I would not be surprised if Akers takes that over. What underperforming players do I think will bounce back soon? I think Zach Ertz will once once the rest of the team gets healthy. He's going to bounce back. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of people who've been out hurt that I can't wait to see back in the lineup, like Godwin. Um, I expected more out of Evans. Uh, he's been dinged up as well. Speaking of Tampa Bay. Uh, those, those guys have been underperforming, even though they're three and two, um, uh, Brady's been performing well as a quarterback, but some of his receivers have been dinged up, but it'll be nice to see them on the field again. Uh, I really thought we would see more from, uh, Tyler Higby. I don't think he's going to produce by the way. He's just not getting the targets. Um Ruggs has been hurt. I wouldn't say he's underperforming because he's a rookie. I think he's gonna—you're gonna see him much more involved in that passing attack for the Raiders as well. Um, You know, those those are the types of things we're gonna see. Some of these are trends with some of the underperforming players, and they're—they're not gonna bounce back. Uh, What do I see, DK Metcalf, in two years? Well if he plays with another top flight wide receiver so it's going to be hard for him to just take over as like the best receiver in the league Lockett's it's just too good as well like they're both extremely talented guys but DK Metcalf i mean if he's not considered top 10 top 20 wide receiver right now you know he really should be the kid's really really good things he, he's a monster too the the he, he's like Looks like a bodybuilder. It's crazy. Um, I, I think you're going to see him become one of the top top five wide receivers in the league and uh, top five wide receivers in fantasy. Um, really, really talented. What waiver wire order would you put Claypool, Brandon Cooks, and Mike Williams in and PPR? I would put them in that order. Claypool, Cooks, Williams, in PPR. Uh, Claypool after that. Explosive game. Obviously, you've seen his ceiling. Um, You've heard me talking about how Deontay Johnson and Juju were not practicing today, which means Claypool could very well come out smoking hot again this week. Uh, Brandon Cooks, um, they made an effort to get him the ball. So I think you're going to see more of that as well. Um, And Mike Williams is somebody I talked about in my article, by the way. Untangling the wire on the undroppables, nice time to plug it. Um, where I wouldn't go for broke with my fab on play pool. Um, I would prefer to go after someone like Cooks or Williams, um, mostly because there's a lot of wide receivers in, in Pittsburgh. Um, I, think, I think you're going to get the same kind of value out of some of those other guys season long. What kind of value should I be getting for a Mike Davis trade? problem with Mike Davis is is right now he's exceptionally good once Christian McCaffrey comes back he's either going to be go back to being the backup or split in time you know you the value you're looking at there
1: is uh, is um
0: i don't know wide receiver 2ish wide receiver 3ish you know you can't go too high when when people aren't sure if he's going to play i mean you can try I don't know how well that's going to work. Um, is it time to give up on Matt Ryan? Is he worth picking up if he's dropped by a disgruntled owner? <sighs> Looks like Matt Ryan's going to be up and down. Um, he He's going to produce again. Um, I don't know what's wrong with that Falcons team. seems like they got broken after that uh, Super Bowl loss to the Patriots, and they've never been the same. Um, Matt Ryan might be showing his age as well a bit here. I mean, he's starting to get a little bit older, finally. Um, I don't know. There's 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 other quarterbacks out there you could add as well. So, I mean, I wouldn't go crazy to add him. Uh, I think he's going to produce here and there during the season. Uh, he will have some bad games as well. How much is too much to trade for CMC? Uh... Or the guy who's probably going to be the second or third best running back in the league comes back. How much is too much? If he's split in time, there's lots of things that are too much. You know, you, you, His production is going to go down. Uh, I don't usually like to trade for guys who, who were hurt during the season for fear that they might get re-injured. I typically stay away from guys who got hurt early in the season or in the preseason. Like I won't trade for them in the hopes that they're going to produce when they come back or that I have to wait for them to come back to produce. I I tend to avoid those things. Um, You know, if you're desperate to get them because you're playing dynasty or keeper leagues, you're going to have to give value. Like, you're going to have to give really, really high value. You know, you're talking top five wide receiver, another top flight, running back, or something like that. (laughs) <laughs> I can go through the list we're at. Uh, we're almost done with the list here, and then uh, I think we're almost done, right? Yeah, and then I'll, I'll stop. So another five minutes or so. But yeah, I did notice that too. I just kept rolling. Whew. Next time I'll make sure I have a drink. <laughs> but yeah, I'll jump back in here, and then.
1: Uh, I'll finish up. All right. Thanks, man.
0: Is Amari a good player to keep or Dak injured? Um, his value is probably at an all time low right now uh, because nobody knows what's going to happen. I would say keep them uh if you can trade them you can see what you'd get i would feel people out before just ditching them uh people are going to think you're panicking if you're trying to move so you might want to prefer to see what happens with dalton rather than just trying to to, to dump them for um people lowballing you people aren't going to pay right now i mean see what's out there what will it take the Ravens to finally win a playoff game? Um i I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This year, I don't know. it doesn't look that great. so uh, I, I don't expect them to do so well right now. We'll see what happens there. Uh, i they They probably need to uh to figure out ways to throw the ball
1: I want to thank
0: everybody for their questions, by the way. Um, I have an article drop tomorrow. It's my version of Sit starts called Money Makers and Heartbreakers on the Undroppables. Uh, you can find me at my FF on Twitter. Uh, the, uh, the Money Makers and Heartbreakers, you know, Sons Sit Start stuff, uh, put the dollar amounts in for um, FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, You'll see why I want those guys in my lineup if I have them or why I don't. Um, I'm a data guy, to be honest, so there's there's a lot of analytics going into why I want to use somebody, what defense they're going up against, and things like that. But thanks, everybody, for your time. I hope this was helpful. It was my first time doing a Discord. I guarantee you I'll do some more. Uh, It was fun for me. Um, I will definitely have a drink or two handy, though. If you couldn't tell, I was starting to lose it there for a little while. Um, I've got one last question for you. Scrolling through, there's a bunch that were asked this evening. Which one was your favorite?
1: What was my favorite question? Favorite question. Oof.
0: Um, I don't know. I, I think I like the uh, question about Devonta Freeman having a positive outlook because it's kind of scary to think that he does. Well, thanks so much for having me. Deeply appreciated, and uh, I'm sure I'll be back whenever you want me.